0: I'm Jason, and thanks for listening to the Slippery Slope. So today is Thursday, the fourteenth of October, twenty twenty-one. I just wanted to touch on an article, and this actually talks about the uh, about the Royals. And obviously, there's been a big push by the Royals. They've, as in the British Royals, Prince Charles and all those fellas. So they've, you know, they've become the this. The tip of the spear, almost, for climate change activism. It's amazing. So talk about this. Uh, I'll go through this article. This is, comes up on news.com.au, and the reason why I want to talk about it too is there was all over Australian media how Prince Charles had, in this interview, he discussed how he really wanted to uh, Scott Morrison, our Prime Minister, to change his mind and come over to this, uh, come over to this conference, the COP26. And that was because ScoMo had said that he probably couldn't go. He'd done enough time in lockdown this year. And obviously, uh, you know, the Prince, who was uh, a large contributor to this, um, or the Royal Family as a whole, is a large contributor, or pushing force for this, um, behind the COP26 conference. So anyway, get back to this, in- to this interview, and it's Prince Charles' climate change interview shows up, Megan and Harry. So a lot of this is going to discuss Meghan and Harry, but I'm not going to focus on that too much. So going through the comments here, if ever there was a royal moment which summed up just how bananas the world is right now, then it is this, watching Prince Charles telling the world via an iPhone video that his Aston Martin runs on cheese. (laughs) Cheese, specifically whey from the cheese process. As whey as in W-H-E-Y. Along with surplus english white wine my grandmother used to pronounce it white wine she's a very proper white lady i shouldn't say that this sounds very disrespectful not meaning to be disrespectful she was uh, anyway she's a lovely lady raising an even more important existential question is there really such a thing as surplus vino well yeah, that is a good point i mean it's an expensive way to uh expensive way to run your vehicle. Um, we know all this because the 70-year-old heir to the throne has just done a wide-ranging interview with the BBC about climate change, in which he revealed he understands the frustration of Extinction Rebellion activists. You remember Extinction Rebellion activists? They're the ones that come along and glued themselves to the road, like they did it in Brisbane. They glued themselves to the tarmac on the storage bridge. So so you couldn't use the bridge. I mean, or I think there was one point there they glued them so they they'd stuck themselves inside this like a uh, little raft or a canoe, and then glued that to the road to the bridge. <laughs> I'm not saying that you know, I kind of thought it would have been funny if they had' been picked up and thrown into the river down below, but I wouldn't say that, but anyway. So that's the Re- Extinction Rebellion activist. And he goes on to say that he has put solar panels on the roof of Clarence House. Greta Thunberg or Greta Thunberg would approve. Um, wow, well, okay. But he'd play on the three-minute clip, which was shot on a smartphone. I don't know why they keep referring to it being shot on a smartphone. And something strange happens. You will find yourself genuinely liking Charles. He comes across as endearingly committed to his eco work, and his passion and zeal are abundantly clear. To borrow from his parlance, from sorry, from the parlance of his daughter-in-law Megan, the Duchess of Sussex, we all remember her, uh, I refer to her as the actress in a previous uh, podcast. Anyway, the royal comes across as compassionate and authentic. Watching it, something crystallized for me. This is what the author's saying. The royal family is now in the midst of a stealthy rebirth from plaque unveiling professionals adept at making small talk with pensioners to engage dynamic leaders on issues including climate change, sexual assault, and mental health. And that, I've got to say that has been true. You've seen this slow emergence from the royals of taking up this, this cause of climate change and really pushing ahead with it. And uh, yeah, it, it has hasn't gone unnoticed that you know, especially in the media, mm, uh, what's his name, Harry and the actress, has kind of come across as a, as slightly um, indignant, arrogant, um, out of touch, and and I don't think uh, a lot of people really didn't appreciate their assertions of of racism and that. Um, within the royal family, because at the heart of it all, it is just a family, um, and the fact that they seem to be just backstabbing their own family and th- their own country—not well, not the actress's country, but Harry's country—and um, then the royal family, in contrast, just kind of keep themselves quiet. You know, they don't come across as having too much fanfare. They're you know, they don't don't pay too much attention. They just say, well, you know, they kind of disagree with what Harry and the actress say and they just keep on doing their job and people kind of appreciate that and they've just pushed ahead with this eco work, as it's put. Um, And these other things like the sexual assault issues and things like this. Uh, So next Sunday, it goes on to say this article, next Sunday in UK time, we'll see William launch his inaugural Earshot Prize the biggest environmental award in history, which will see 1.8 million distributed to each of the five winners. Uh, The gongs will be handed out at a glittering celebrity-stuffed event at Alexandra Palace, and we'll see Coldplay perform a fossil fuel-free set. Okay, I'm about to read this line. I've got no idea. Uh, Anyway, I'm going to read this. So, Coldplay will perform a fossil fuel free set and which will be and which will be powered by the energy created by 60 cyclists (laughs) i don't know what to say about that so energy created by 60 cyclists so they're going to be doing a set the whole band is going to be powered up Okay, it's not an acoustic set, they're gonna be all mic'd up, everything, and the power is gonna be given by 60 cyclists. So what? You're gonna have 60 cyclists, they're like little rats on a treadmill underneath, just just churning that treadmill away, cycling away, and creating all this power, all linked up to this, these bicycles, linked up to a generator, and that's gonna power the band. goodness anyway i'm trying to envisage it i'm not sure the knights will also see kate the duchess of cambridge we all remember kate she had that wedding to william Uh, present an award the first time she has taken part in an event which will be beamed live across the world to millions of people (laughs) except for that other event that you know her wedding that event. Um, so this comes across. This comes along with the broadcast of the associated five-part TV series, The Year Shot Prize, Repairing Our Planet, uh, which was hosted by William and highlights the enterprising and creative solutions communities and individuals around the world are finding to address climate change. We see them hosting awards nights, fronting TV series, making Chris Martin sing Yellow. You like that song yellow this isn't your grandma's monarchy in william's approach to the issue of climate uh, we are not simply seeing a well-meaning member of the royal family highlights an issue du jour get the media to pl- pay attention momentarily and then said hrh her royal highness smugly exiting the stage for a well-earned gnt and tonic instead with his earshot earshot prize we're seeing William take the stock standard HRH role and transform it into a much more proactive one one defined by using his platform to support those finding solutions to address this urgent issue I'm going to leave all this there because the rest of it just goes on to talk about you know them working at the coal face uh, kind of throwing it the media, this article, anyway, is kind of throwing it in the face of Harry and the actress, and how you know if they had just stuck it out a little bit longer, they could have been a part of this great endeavor of the royals. Blah blah blah, yada yada yada. In the words of Elaine Dennis. Anyway, what I what I really want to talk about today is what I want to say to you, if you're listening, start looking up for yourself about climate change and about Our use of renewable energy and how it doesn't make sense—it's the amount of money they say that the world is going to have to spend to move over to renewable energy is in the trillions, and one trillion dollars is one thousand billion (laughs) dollars. And they're talking three to four trillion dollars to move the world over to this different energy um, energy market. And yet, this energy market is not going to be able to power the whole world. Uh, Even something as simple as solar panels. Solar panels are created with... And I know this might be mind-blowing to everyone, anyone listening. Solar panels are created using rare earth materials. And I think, you know it's all in the name of the material it is rare earth material and you have to mine rare earth and it's rare that's the funny thing about it so you still have to mine it and it's rare a lot of its found in China funny enough Um, (laughs) and they don't last forever Uh, you know they break down They get get smashed from weather, weather events that they might break down themselves, they'll fail and you have to replace them. So it's not like solar panels last forever. To create these massive big wind farms, these massive big windmills, the amount of concrete that you have to pour into the base of them and they don't create this everlasting energy source because they don't always work. Funny enough, it depends on whether the wind is actually blowing solar panels. Besides the fact that they might break and break down, um, <laughs> even if this in the sunniest of places where I live right now, in uh, on the, the coast of Queensland in the wet Sundays, we will have a lot a lot of sunny sunny days, but it is not uncommon at all to have weeks of rain and no sun. You come here in the in the wet season, and may all you need is a couple of weeks of just of that and you're not going to be getting anything from your solar panels so all i'm saying is and i'm going to do some more podcasts about this but i encourage you to look more into the practical use of renewable energy and tell me do you think we're going to be able to power the whole world the way we are used to with renewable energy only okay we're already seeing the ramifications of trying to cut back on fossil fuels already. We're seeing other countries, in other countries, we're seeing them have brownouts. Um, we're seeing countries just cut back altogether on electrical use and just not allow their citizens to use electricity as much. In England at the moment, they've put forward a bill, uh, was a bill? so that you, you're not allowed to um, power your electrical vehicle at uh, certain times of the day, there's only certain hours where you can power your electrical vehicle. What's the point in having a car if you can't even run it, if you can only power it for a certain amount of hours during the day, if you cannot just get in and drive it because you've got no power anytime you want? I encourage you, have a look at renewable energy a little more seriously. And remember this, our elections have consequences. Okay remember that when you go and who is going to really stand up for our rights and our rights for power okay and not push us into a direction that we to be quite frank we don't really need to go i think it's going to be dangerous anyway that's just some of my thoughts at the moment thank you for listening to the slippery slope peace out